Oh, we are live. This is the draft season podcast. You know, we are back. We are back. You know, took a little a little hiatus. We had to get our mentals right, but we are here. Um, I know y'all saw the bubble, but let me let's just let's let's do our intros real quick. Obviously, it's me, young Raz, big Raz at Polo Piffington, your esteemed host, and my better half, you know, the guy, the brains behind all of this, the the you know, the fundamentals behind I'm Flash. He's the fundamentals. This is Tim Duncan of the podcast world. You got my boy, Sean. I love Sean 5000 in on all socials. And we have a very special guest. My God. We have a very special guest. I mean, Sean, do the, do the, do the honors here. Um, and we got my, we have to bring in um, a fellow Laker correspondent. You know, it's very important times that we in. Um, reset everything. Going to get you guys ready for this uh, conference finals preview. And we're going to put all this pack in the air for everything that's been going on in the league. But before, with, uh, without any further ado, I have to introduce my man's Franklin, my guy Stilo. Yo, what up, bro? What's good? What's good? What's good, fellas? What's good, man? So yeah, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna get straight into this shit today, man, because we got a, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, so Raz, what do you what do you want to talk about first? We, I'll let you I'll let you kick us off today, man. Mike, my mic was muted, my fault, bro. I was trying to let you get all the thunder, but here we are, bro. Um, there's only one thing I need to talk about today. And if you follow me, if you are a friend of mine, an enemy of mine, a just a, a casual follower of the at Polo Piffington feed, you know that this guy. Can we curse on him, man, Sean? I know I, I don't know. Let it fly. Let it fly, bro. This, you know, this nigga here, man. Let me tell you about him, man. <laughs> he got a headline that eats his face. His headline is preposterous. It comes down to his nose. He gets strippers pregnant not once but twice. <laughs> pays to abort the baby she doesn't take it he gets her pregnant again not only did he cost his game his team the game he had to go home to a family he don't want <laughs> and we are talking about no other than playoff p paul george pg13 the fisherman whatever you want to call him he's a bum i've been saying this for years he's just nicholas batum with the headline he plays a disappearing act. His only game winner up until last year was in a Gatorade commercial. He named himself Playoff P, and Carmelo couldn't believe it. I don't know where else to go with this guy. Like I've I've slandered him many ways, but Kawhi, you deserve it too because you left Kyle Lowry. You left. I guess you left another Playoff P because that guy stinks too, and you covered him up just as well. But you left a certified championship rebid. To go play with Paul fucking George. Of all the players you could have came with, you left to go play with Paul George. Now, let's think about this. Let's think about let's it. Let's talk about it. Paul George, phenomenal basketball player. Uh, he's in the top 15, top when, 20. You when know. it doesn't matter. Yeah, when it does not matter, he is amazing. Two-way guard. <laughs> he can get, but he got silky smooth handle, jump shot. He guards up. He got everything you want in a wing player. Except that heart. <laughs> except, <Son's missing>. <laughs> except except the clutch factor. Because listen, man, it's it's one thing to be ass and just to be ass. Like, damn, I played bad. <laughs> I had a bad game. But this nigga has an excuse every single time. And at this point, it's like, you know, he's the only one in the locker room right now saying this season wasn't championship or bust. Nigga. Do Kawhi, it, does, did Kawhi co-sign that? No, Kawhi didn't co-sign. He's the, Paul George is the only one who said that. The fucking Clippers traded 44, 44 first picks. They they 
They traded away everything, all their pieces for fucking Paul George. Yeah, light light up the Paul George pack, man. I mean, if yo, you, yo, light it up, light it up. Because listen, I don't think y'all understand. People been saying, "Oh, Raz, niggas calling me by my government." Rashawn, you you're doing too much. You 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 you're going too hard on Paul George. You, come on, bro. He's better than your favorite player. He's not. He's not better than any of my favorite players. He's not better than any of my favorite players. My my favorite player right now, he did a choke job too, and we're not even gonna talk about it because Paul George out choked the nigga. Oh, uh, yes, we are gonna talk. I about mean, it. we'll we'll talk about it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Fuck not it. Right now. We'll, listen, we're not leading the show off with that. You know, Harden, the lead, he, we burying the Harden lead because of Paul George. Thank you. You know, I should be, I should send a nigga a bouquet because he got a little heat off of Jim. You feel me? The nigga. No, not hold on, hold on. All right, so I think let's 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 do it. Let's do a quick little like reset. Uh, if you don't know, the Nuggets stunned the basketball world during Game Seven. Um, they stunned they, who? they stunned the basketball world, bro. You gotta keep it a buck, bro. Like even like yo, hold I on. Put, I'm I put not, that bet in. Right, September second. So, I said that we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk uh, about that. I said I said the basketball world at large. Um, they they was stunned. Um, they knocked off the um the heavily favored Clippers. Uh, 104-89 to advance to the Western Conference Finals the first time since 09. They became the first team to overcome a 3-1 deficit twice in one series in the same postseason. Let um Raz, we got let's let's before we get back to, to the Clipper slander, let, let's talk about let's talk about the, the Nuggets for a second. Because they've been super impressive. And we're gonna get back to lighting up this Paul George pack in a short moment. But let, let's let's show some love to oh, yeah. to I mean, the Nuggets. Listen. Denver Nuggets is a team that I have been, you know, in support of for about four or five years. Just I saw the vision. Um, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I was riding on that Denver Nugget train by myself for a little bit. Um, when they drafted Gary Harris, big Michigan State guy here, um, I thought that was a great move. He hasn't really – he's been hurt, and he hasn't lived up to what I thought he would have been in the league. But either way, he's a good two-way guard. Even if you're bringing him off the bench, if Gary Harris is your sixth or seventh man, you're doing very well. Yep. Um, then Jamal Murray. I, at times, struggle with with liking him because he he will shoot you out of a game. But this playoffs, he's been phenomenal. And that motherfucker, Jokic, I, I, there's nothing else to really say about him. He is a superstar in this league. People are saying he's not. Like, Jokic is the goods. And it comes to a point where, like, yesterday, obviously, Jamal Murray handled the bulk of the scoring, but you look on the fucking stat line, and Jokic got 18 boards, 13 assists, and 15 points. Like, what are you doing with that? And it was casual. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, the Nuggets have played out of their mind, and Mike Malone outcoached Doc Rivers. Like, and that's not, like, <laughs> like he outcoached them. And I just think the complimentary, I mean, realistically, the complimentary players on the Nuggets played a lot better. Than that's, what the Clippers had, like so, just like getting get, getting back to getting back to the Clippers, and, and you know, I bring you in um, in a short moment about this. Where where do you think the Clippers went wrong? Because we could we could talk about a lot of things. We could bring up you know the heartless ten man Paul George. Um, we could bring up uh, Lou Will and uh, or the back the last two six men of the, of the year um, not being as effective in this series. Uh, we could talk about Doc Rivers not making adjustments. See, I, uh, Frank, I'll ask you first. What do you what do you think in terms of what was the number one problem that plagued the Clippers and why they why they're going to Cabo right now? Why they're eliminated? What, what what did you see? Um, one was defensive adjustment. Well, not defensive. 
I mean, the adjustments in terms of rotations. Montrezl Harrell was a big problem. I mean, being in the game, I mean, he couldn't do nothing. Joke at you. That was barbecue chicken the entire series. And I mean, game seven, I mean, he showed a little bit of energy. And I mean, he, I, I mean, I, I still didn't think it helped him enough, but Montrezl Harrell the entire series said, dog, game after game. Doc Rivers seen the tapes. The reporters kept asking him. And he did nothing about it at all. He didn't do not one thing about it. He literally said he trusted his players. I think that was one quarter of his game. He has trust in his players. I think that was one of the things that was said. And um, I don't like. I don't know what happened in the second half where they stunk it up offensively. They 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 couldn't score in game. What was it? Five, six, and seven in the second half. Literally, offensively. So I mean. Is it, is it, when when you've seen the same head coach time and time again not be able to make adjustments? I mean, is it is it something to say? Is it the team? Is it the actual head coach? Is it, you know, schematics? Because the team had the talent. I mean, no, people what, yeah, care. sure they sure did. They sure did. Even like, and that's why I think it's a it's a lot of <laughs> it's enough blame to go around for for all, for all parties involved here because it's it wasn't just one reason why they got eliminated. You know, even like. They, they, the whole, the whole load management thing, and like you know, this is a weird, it's this is the weirdest season that we've ever seen before. And to be honest, it kind of feels like the regular, the regular season is going. It's a completely different year than what's going on in the bubble right now. So like that's the that's the interesting perspective of it. Even this Clippers team, we 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 hear this a lot about the teams that are the most talented units uh, rosters around the league. About them having an on-off switch. We saw it with the Heat. We saw it with the with the Curry Warriors. We saw it going back with like even Shaq Kobe Lakers teams had had an on-off switch in terms of when they would uh, go all out and give their uh, their 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 or their best effort. To be honest, but like even going back to it, the Clippers throughout the throughout the season they blew six leads of fifteen points. This is, which just kind of just shows you in terms of this team waffled a lot back and forth. Now, Raz, I'm gonna ask you this. Bro, I've seen a lot of corners of the internet say that this is a a worse stain on a resume than the Warriors blowing that 3-1 lead. Give me your thoughts on that. I mean, I mean, the Warriors blowing the 3-1 lead is, I mean, it was in the finals. So it's just kind of one of those things where it's like the stakes were higher. So I guess you would say, you know, and it was the the best team of all time. So it's just like one of those things where it's like, all right, well, that's crazy. Like LeBron got that done. But to blow a 3-1 lead to a team that just came back from another 3-1 lead and a team that no one really gave a shot to, I think that's the key point there. Like no one gave a shot to the Nuggets to win that series at all. You know, I had people in group chat saying like, yo, the goddamn Nuggets were, you know, the Mike Budenholzer Hoser Hawks. Like just saying things like that, they're only gonna be a regular season team. I'm like, first of all, they're like they've been they've been in the playoffs twice. This is like what their second year, maybe third. Yeah, yeah. like oh, that team is young as hell. They're, how old is Jokic? Jokic is she just turned 24, so he's about to be about to turn 25. All right, so the nigga is 25 years old. Jamal Murray is what 24? 22. If that, that's what I'm saying. So like, nah, he he he'll be turned 23 next year, I believe. 
That's what I'm saying. So we're we're dealing with kids. Like these are kids that are growing up right before our eyes, like in the biggest stage. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, they've been discounted. But like this Nuggets team has seen like like I don't know if the Clippers blowing this lead is worse. I mean, it's a, definitely a top two Twitter NBA Twitter night for sure. Oh, for, for fact, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But you know what's corny to me, man? And I feel like this is just like there's certain stereotypes that we have on players. And and some of them, some of them happen to be outdated when we get down to a lot of shit. Bro, when we talk about like when we talk about like there's a the stereotype that's surrounded around European players, they're soft, they don't play hard, all that type of shit. It goes on for a lot of stuff. And I know we have the the Nikolai Skidisvili's, you have the Andrea Barganis. We could name we could name the, the bus of the European guys. One, why that shit was always odd to me, because it's just like, bro, when we if, if we talk about a lot of these guys who coming from, you know, like the dirt and like these, like a lot of these like European, like uh, Eastern European places that these guys come from. First of all, these guys were not living like luxurious, like silver spoon lives to begin with. Yeah. So like a lot of times these dudes get torn countries, bro. Yeah, you know, <laughs> all those all those kids that come from like that whole Baltic area, they all come from they all come from that type of stuff. So it's just like that's wild. So it's just like when we talk about these guys being soft and like, bro, Jokic is a gamer my guy like yo the, the nuggets have won six consecutive elimination games bro yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about that's, here that's ridiculous second if you look at if you look at Jokic's numbers in the playoffs my guy's averaging like 25 12 and like eight on like <laughs> shooting like 48 percent and like 41 percent from three like in general bro like 60 percent true shooting percent he's just like we talking about, and and this goes for like even like you see you see what these guys like even like Luca, and I think people will say the same thing about like even like a like Porzingis, who's like a little he's a little. I, I saw as he got strong, he banged a lot more than he did when he was a younger dude. Yeah. So I'm just like, bro, we gotta we gotta stop this because this Jokic this Jokic shit is not a joke, and this is like, <laughs> nah, like there's no joke yeah, with like, the Jokic, bro. And honestly, we're like I said, this is why I said we're all we're all guilty of this because it's it's why when you it's why when you think about it, like I don't think a lot of us gave <laughs> the Nuggets a, a big enough shot. And shout out to you, Raz. What, what was the odds? You so Raz, Raz I talk talk to people. Talk to people. You Raz, tell me. I, I, I put in a, a bet, you know, the other day, uh, September September second to be exact, when the when the, the 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 props came out and the Nuggets were underdogs, big underdogs from Vegas, plus nine hundred and fifty odds. So for you people that don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, you place a hundred down to win nine hundred fifty dollars. Yep. That's great. That's great odds, right? Yep. About three games ago, I looked dead in the water. At the end of the day, I only bet 50 cash on it. So it was just one of those things where it was just like, all right, whatever. Like, it was a long shot anyway. Like, I was expected yeah. to lose. Like, Vegas was counting on that money. See, but Jokic and Murray, they decided I needed that. So what, I, what I'm saying, like, well, Murray's shooting 50. What is he shooting? 50, 49, 91? Uh, yeah, In the not- playoffs, bro? That's yeah, it. Right that's right. insane. Those are insane numbers. Like... And something ridiculous like, like that. he shooting uh, fifty from the field, forty nine percent from three, and ninety one percent from the from the fucking free throw line. So yeah, that, that's why I said in terms of just like readjusting how we see this team. I'm a I, I was a big fan of of Jamal Murray coming out and Jokic obviously like I had Jokic no, Jokic was number one on my top twenty three players under twenty three last year. So I like I'm 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 I've been on this Jokic um fan fan thing and like I know exactly how good he is and like even. This has me, who, like I said, I've been fans of these two guys, but even I have to readjust how I see it 
And honestly, from, from what they just showed me, it's just like, dog, we got to – these dudes are legit championship contenders. Like, you got to – we have to readjust the calculus in terms of, like, how we do this. And we can talk about why. So when we talk about what, what makes this team so, like, actual – actually productive so um still I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring you in on this one what what it, what it is like in general because this team is they've had regular season success past two years um they've had uh playoff success the past two years but in your own words what would you say is it what what is it that makes this bunch special when we talk about this Jokic murray combination and you get into the rest of the team mike malone coach and everything what is, what is it that you think makes them <laughs> such a hard team to to defend and everything as as a unit one, I think one what I think makes the offense super fluid is consistency, continuity, and um chemistry. Um them being with each other, they've been paired alongside each other for what two years, three years now. Yeah, four years. Jokers came over in like twenty fifteen. Yeah, four five years. Yeah, but Murray got drafted in twenty eight. So, so, so fourth year, yeah. So sixteen, I think. Uh, yeah, so four years. So I believe so having four years together, um chemistry for sure. Chemistry for sure. Joke is being able to spread the floor. Joke is being able to handle the ball, being one being the best passer. I think you can arguably say he's probably the best big man passer there is already. Or he I he's up there for sure already. Um Jamal Murray's ability to, um, I believe Jamal Murray is a pick and roll threat. Um, they're also basically, I, when it comes to will, I, the crazy, I think the craziest part to me in the playoffs is the Will Barton effect and them not having him and still being successful um, yeah. on the team. Yeah. Um, that one is the most surprising to me. Cause that's no, damn near nineteen points a game for them, right? Like uh, whatever he's averaging, but like that's firepower that they're missing. Yeah, it, exactly. And, and Gary Harris slowly kind of coming back into form because he was a huge question mark this whole season. Down the stretch. So, yeah. if if Gary Harris gets right, that's what I'm like. That's why I was saying like if Gary Harris can get right some point in this playoffs, like this team is scary because they don't have Will Bar. And then Michael Porter Jr. is out of nowhere. Like he stepped up. For this for this playoff run, so it's just like if you get Gary Harris back to eighty percent of what he was two years ago, this team has another person, a hired gun that that can get it done for them and play defense because that's what they're missing realistically perimeter defense. I'm gonna, and, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and overall, I just seen Jamal Murray getting you know because he's had a, some games where he stunk it up and you know you know we we've gotten on his ass over that. But overall, you know, he's had the experience as well because we can talk shit all we want, but he's had Game 7 experience already. How yeah. many Game 7s has he played? Yo, he, 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 so he, right? he put a ball, he put a ball in, in a Game 7, which is like... Like, he's had more game. Think about this. He's yeah. 23, and he's had more Game 7s in his career than a lot of veterans has been in the league more than 10 years. Jokic and Murray have more game seven wins than, than Jordan. If I had and they have why? If I read that correctly. Why? I mean but, so I mean you gotta think about it, like Jamal Murray said he this whole offseason was spent thinking about how they lost mm-hmm. to the, the Blazers last year. Like he put on 10, 15 pounds of muscle. Jokic came out of the fucking quarantine light as hell. 
more stamina. <laughs> I mean, granted, he did have COVID, but I, the COVID made him one of the best basketball players ever because this guy. You can't stop him, man. You can't, you can't, you can't do nothing with him, bro. Yeah, and, like, and like you said, he's dying. Like, here's where, I mean, to circle back, just to bring it full circle, we can we can close it up on the Nuggets and, and the Clippers. But, like, like Doc Rivers doubling Jokic in a game seven. You, you're bringing a double team. You're doubling a seven footer with somebody who's not seven feet. <laughs> like, like he, he, he's just passing. He's just passing over the double team to open people. Like, like if I'm gonna lose, if I'm lose, Jokic is gonna have to. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to score forty points four times straight for me to lose because I can't double him. Because if he's averaging ten plus assists, we've lost. No, I'm never. I'm saying, I'm man. Never, even even with the even with the whole Jokic thing, man, because it's just like ridiculous to watch. Like, and, and it's hard to like really pinpoint it. But like, if you watch that team, first of all, for for like it has to be said for like the past maybe let's say like four or five years, I believe, since his rookie season, it started his, his first year that he really like after they traded Jokic. I mean Nurkic, and they gave him the starting center job. He's basically been like one of the like easy the hands down one of the best offensive players in the league. The Jokic Murray two men. Um, synergy is one of the best chemistry things that like is going on right now. They the quality of shot that they get on every possession, like it's it's unreal. Which is I think that was what killed the Clippers in the second half. They the Clippers came out flat in the third quarter every uh, every game after like game five um, in this series. And the Clippers are a jump shooting team. Like when you think about even like Kawhi, like Kawhi can get to the basket, but he he likes to live in his low. He, he's a three level scorer. He likes to live in his his little mid range pocket, and he likes to live, um, with, with just getting he, he shoots great on catch and shoot, but he's still uh strictly like or or a purely most for the most part uh somebody who gets most of his shots off the perimeter. Same thing with Paul George, which is why you see that which is like the uh, the Nuggets to their credit actually did a pretty good job of in terms of like how they defended those guys, which, like, I don't think people people thought it was going to be a problem for them, like, off the start in terms of how they would actually – how they could defend those guys. But I think they they actually did a – Michael Malone deserves a lot of credit for how he actually switched up the actual defensive principles, making adjustments, throwing different things at the Nuggets. I mean, at the Clippers, pardon me, and that ended up messing them up at the, at the end of the series, you know? Um <clears throat> So, so, so my last thing is in terms of like how how do you think in terms of we we talk about this regularly. Anytime somebody blows a series, they get called a choker, right? And like this is just me going off the top of my head. This is not that hard because like NBA fans are fickle. I don't think they understand what goes into winning a championship. Um, you guys can answer this question if you would consider yourself or consider them a choke. But it's just like let's just think about all of the the quote unquote superstars in the league right now. And let's just like, let's just think about their playoff resume. You know, um, you got, you got, you got LeBron. LeBron has that 2011 finals, which will be a stain on his career forever. You have um, even like KD. I think KD, I could probably point out to KD not showing up a couple times. Like let's say, I think 2016 was that year um, that he, he didn't really show up. We can say Chris Paul. Chris Paul had a couple times. Um, 2015 comes to mind specifically. Which is not his fault. Chris Paul, yo, Chris Paul, it, it might not directly be his fault, but Chris Paul loved, Chris Paul would fumble a, a late game possession when everything was on him. That's the, that's the, that's the CP, that's the CP problem. But even like, you got Kawhi, Kawhi did it this year. Who else? We got Curry, 2016. Am I missing anybody? Um, 
the, oh my God. What, I mean, what what would I consider the Harden chokes? He did 20, that's 2020, 2019, 2018, 2015, 2012. If I'm just counting Harden choke jobs off the top of my head. So it's just like, bro, like, are, are we serious here? Because, like, I, I mean, I feel like if, if you're leading a team in the playoffs, if you're in the playoffs every year, if you're losing these big games, you like, you have to be in these big games to be, like, to get that label in the first place. It's just wild to me because, like, I, I mean, Kawhi didn't play well in the fourth quarter. And looking, looking at his stats, um, in the fourth quarter of Kawhi PG were 0 for 11 uh, combined in the fourth quarter, game seven. Kawhi in the fourth quarter – Throughout the whole series, nine for 33, 27%. He, uh, th- he had 33% from three. Um, and they had a 119 defensive rating and a 96 offensive rating, minus 24 in general for Kawhi. So, like, he, he was not good during the fourth quarter of the series. So, how do you guys address this in terms of like, are you guys slapping this on Kawhi for the reason why? And my last thing before I answer the room, and, and shout out to the guy, my uh, we got Rios in the room. What up, Rios? Um, but, but yeah, like in, in terms of like, in terms of, of actually like how we see this, are you guys putting this blame strictly on Kawhi? And I guess my last point about this specifically is, you know, it just, it gives, we got to give credit to like a guy like LeBron for the fact that he makes it to the finals every single season, you know, people, you know, and like people might shun him or be like, Oh yeah, three for six, whatever it is. He's losing these games at the most important time of the year. But it's just like, bro, it's super – the Clippers had everything built up for them to make the finals this year, and they still let themselves down, which is why you just, it's not – It's not. you still got to play the game. These games are not a certainty. Um, but how do you guys feel about these choker labels that we throw out? Um, I don't know if Reels <laughs> – if you muted or not, uh, you can hop in. But re- go ahead, Reels. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I mean – I can't put the blame fully on Kawhi this time, yo. I really can't. Like, I just think Doc Rivers just got out coached. He got out executed that that whole playoff series. I mean, I mean, th- pretty much. I mean, like I said before, when I when I we were talking about it with um when I was talking about you earlier, I said the fact that Malone was able just to you know what I'm saying put the ball in Beverly's hands and say yo shoot it you fucking coward you know what I'm saying like that essentially you know what I'm saying like. It, it it's it's crazy. <laughs> uh, Frankie, what you think about that, bro? I know, I know, I know what you think in terms of like Clippers fans that are our resident Lakers fan for the day. Clippers fans did a lot of talking, and a lot of people were putting Kawhi in that best player in the world discussion. If we're talking that best player in the world discussion, you got to beat this Nugget team, and like, and we just we just wax poetic about the Nuggets, but that's about the Kawhi like best in the league right now. Go ahead, Frank. Um, number one, yeah, your stats. Yeah, he had zero points in the fourth quarter. You could put um up that he was he had two points in the whole half, second half. Two points, two points. So he had two more points than me. He had two more points than you. Two more points than Rios, and two more points than Raz. That's it. Just two more points than all of us in the second half. That's it. That's all he had. What was it? Zero for eleven. Yeah, it's a real the eleven. Best player in the world. You know what pisses me off? This was get this was gets me tight. Right? <laughs> um, LeBron has two points and a half of a game seven. Right? So, points, so. right? Two so. for eleven, right? So how many points they had yesterday? Nah, stop to them though, for real, for you know why we was happy yesterday because at the end of the day, you know them being from Los Angeles and everything, they they represented Kobe, you know, both of them together, you know. 
Um, Kawhi and Paul George had what twenty four points together, I believe. Was it twenty four points together? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 they did. They, they did. They, they did their best Kobe tribute. You know what I'm saying? They did their best Kobe tribute, right? All right. So they had twenty four points together. <laughs> nah, but you know what? I just, you know what? You know, the best way to put it for what your question is, I want that same energy. The same energy they give to everybody else. The same energy that's presented to LeBron every time he fails or every time something happens. Every time Curry um goes through something and they say he chokes like i want that same energy with Kawhi. that's all i want that's i just want the same energy and i feel like respectably he should get all the flack because at the end of the day you were down you were up three one you had three chances to close it out and you did not accomplish that so you should get the same heat that everybody else does that's it period fair enough raz what you think man well i mean Kawhi leonard um he a little he get a little extra pass from me because he he won a chip for Toronto. So I mean, well, I mean listen, listen, it's Toronto. It's Toronto. How many how many, how many chips you think you know they ever gonna get again? So I think for him, he's he's got a little Teflon in it for that. But um, he deserves some slander. He does. Yeah. He does. He played. He played. You know. What's the, like, I, that's my question. Like, what's the excuse? You see, like him talking about like. And, and that's the funny thing, because, like, specifically, and, we, and we'll move on in a second. We can wrap this up after final thoughts. But the Clippers did vote to not resume the season after that little shutdown, after the uh, the Jacob Blake situation. So, like, <laughs> we, we consider that, and then we consider, like, Lou Will was hanging out with uh, white Jack rappers at, <laughs> in strip clubs, um, you know, and they What's had a team. Trez had a family – he had a family situation they had to deal with, and he came back. But like they obviously weren't on the same level on them. So, like, what's your just final thoughts on this on the Clippers before we move on? I mean, so you so are you saying are you putting in the notion in the air that they mentally checked out? Are you are you giving them uh, that benefit of the doubt? I think they checked out. I think they checked out. Which is the crazy part because they were the more talented team. So it's like that's why that's why I think they deserve like all of the standard they're about to get. They talk the cat shit. Patrick Beverly, like, like, come on, bro. Like, oh, Patrick yeah. Beverly. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. <laughs> I knew I knew Pat Bev was doomed once he started dissing the Balkan Mafia. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can't, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, you got, you got, you got away with, you got away with the Lucas shit. The Jokic shit was just like, all right, bro. You got too much chip on your dip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got too much, you know, you got too much dip on your chip, as they say. Right, right, but that, that was that whole notion with me with that shit. On the Clippers going home, you got any final thoughts on them? I mean, they're gonna be good next year, but I mean, the they didn't win this year, and that's what it comes down to. Um, yeah. Trez is a free agent. Um, they're gonna have to figure out what they can and can't afford. So the team isn't gonna be the same next year. Um, wow. They got no draft picks until twenty twenty three. So I mean, twenty twenty seven, bro. Not yeah, they, no, they they swap with the, they swap with the Thunder. So twenty seven, yeah, yeah, but still they swap with yeah. Still, yeah, like they have, they have cap space. No, what cap space they have? They got Paul What's George that? and Kawhi. Kawhi. They have the mid level exception. Like so, yeah, they don't. They can't. They can't. They realistically like who, the only person I could see them getting in the offseason is probably like Drew Holiday or something. Drew, yeah, no shot. Not because Drew Holiday gonna get a lot of paper. So my thing yeah, is, you know how they might be a net man. No, I'm saying, stop it. What I'm saying is, what, what, I, what, 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 just stop it. 
I do think we can move oh, on to our Marcus next. Morris also a free agent. So they're gonna have to they... yeah, yes, yes, yes. Also that too as well. I said Drew, I'm tripping. I apologize. I think I think we can move on to our next Justin Holiday. On today's festivities. So so the next fraud that we have to talk about today is uh, the guy that goes by the name of Jim Harden. Um, the the Rockets ceremonies he were were exited after five games uh, to to the Lakers, and to be honest, they wasted all of our times with the just the you know it's it's so strange to watch those guys because <sighs> it's just so it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. The the like you can see the vision that they have, but like continually they're always just a piece short. And that's kind of the James Harden story of like really good but not good enough. Uh, Stilo, I'm going to start with you. What do you what what where are you, where are you sitting right now on this Harden thing? What are your thoughts on uh, that series in which you saw from the Lakers how they dismantled uh, the Rockets after Game One? Um, James Harden does not seem like a person sometimes that I feel like wants to win. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, his style of play, like we discussed earlier, is um, an issue in the playoffs time and time again. He sees it. There's tape. There's multiple conversations. There's X's and O's. There's everything possible that I could tell you that things need to change and you still haven't changed anything. So that tells me that tells me a lot of things. Um, one thing I can give to the Rockets, though, I can say, like, I can't knock on them crazy because Harden had just been co- – I mean, Westbrook had just been coming off of a – what was that, a hamstring injury, I think? Or was it his quad? And COVID. Yeah, it came off a hamstring injury. Yeah, correct. And, and COVID. Because him and, and Harden – Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a leg injury. It's a leg injury. Yeah, right before going back to the bubble. Because Harden and Westbrook were throwing pool parties before going back to the bubble. But – he had COVID. <laughs> they were. <laughs> he had COVID, True. and he had a quad injury. So coming back, so coming back, I think was the process. So I'm not even gonna get crazy on Westbrook like that. We discussed that. Nah, Westbrook. Nah, hold on. Even I'll let you continue. But Westbrook had his his same Westbrook issues. I don't think like Westbrook's Westbrook's like it's a field thing with Westbrook. Like Westbrook, and and I love Westbrook, and like Westbrook is like. You know how like there's certain people like I won't slander like like <laughs> like the Obama thing. I'm gonna slander Obama in, in, in public. Like that's one thing towards like I, I might not disagree with I might not agree with everything that man did while he was in office. And this is not the political or anything. I'm just saying this is an example. But I'm not gonna slander him in public, especially when the whites are watching and things like that. With, with Westbrook, it's like <laughs> I've defended I've defended Russ so much during his career. <laughs> but it's it's definitely like a, it's definitely like a it's a it's a feel thing for for him. Like he doesn't understand like if if Westbrook was getting like the the my player like grade for like like the shots he take it's it's bad shot selection most every time. The flow of the offense that most <laughs> every, every, every single time, nigga. Every single time. Every single time. Come on, man. We, we, he's we the worst three point shooter. Westbrook. He's the worst worst three point shooter, volume three point shooter since Charles Barkley. Ever basically, I think he's worse. It, it's ever. It might be ever at this point. Yeah, and he keeps shooting them shits off the side of the backboard, and he keeps shooting them. But overall, basically, you know, Harden was gassed. You know, the Lakers 
the Lakers dared Westbrook to shoot the entire series after they had tested after game one. Um, then Vogel made that crazy adjustment in game three where he started Marquise Morris at the five. And basically, they were just dominating with that lineup. That lineup was dominating. And Vogel making that adjustment honestly kind of gave me that that boost for, you know, for that possible Clippers matchup until last night. But I had known, like, I, I, I mean, talking. hey, man. Let's you don't got to worry about that. Like, like, had I, like, my whole thing was Doc Rivers versus Frank Vogel. I think Frank Vogel would have, we would have seen that Frank Vogel was the better coach in that series. <laughs> them going had to get head against each other. That's tough. But obviously, before, before, we break, before we get, before we let Raz defend um, his, his man's, what did you see in that series? Yo, honestly, yo, I just, it's the supporting cast. Harden, yo, I got, like I said, even though me and Sean, we disagree on this all the time, this is all Maury's shortcomings as a general manager, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in the, I mean, granted, he went super small and it did work. You feel me? It, it We're not going to say it didn't work because they got to the playoffs and they got to the second round, although they didn't achieve much. But I just thought, I just think that the quality of wing players that they had wasn't just it wasn't good enough it was it, it just flat out wasn't good enough and especially in the western conference where you need wing players to guard lebron and Kawhi, and you know what i'm saying even even to throw bodies at the nuggets you know what i'm saying like you got you need you need those guys to you know to throw bodies at grand and, and harris and murray and shit like that they they just didn't have enough depth and that's attributed to you know the shitty contract that they gave russell westbrook you know what i'm saying and they gave away that future for for Russell Westbrook too. So it's like they kind of dig themselves in a hole that they can't get out of now. And now they have to retool and revamp this whole thing all over again. So it's just like they're back to step one. It's in, in my eyes. So all I mean, right. yeah, go go ahead, Rios. Finish your point. No, so 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 my so what I what I got what what I got away from this series is all right. Are you gonna like? Do, do you trade one of those guys? Do you trade Harden? Do you trade Westbrook? Like, you know what I'm saying? If 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 you if it's not working, what, what do you do? There's only a couple people. There's like a couple teams that would even like entertain the thought of like trading. Right. That's Westbrook what I'm saying. Right so like, like, like no team wants to no no team wants that Westbrook contract. That that contract I mean, is probably just as Harden, Harden. for Harden, but that's probably yeah. like a trade into the Trey Harden to the Knicks. Fuck it. I don't I'm see, not happy. I don't, see, I don't see them going that route. But like, yeah, man, Chill, nobody, yo, nobody's gonna... strip, yo, yo, first of all, Raz, Raz, Raz. The strip clubs aren't full nude in New York, so Harden ain't coming here, bro. Not probably not. <laughs> <laughs> <In> fact, <laughs> great point, bro. Real probably the best point you made, bro. I'm not. Yo, that's a great point. Man, right, so, well, you know, let me take my hat off because I gotta, <laughs> de- I gotta defend my man's. You see the line, too. Yo, you see the hairline, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, defend this bozo, man. Defend this bozo, please. Ah, uh, so listen here, man. Harden played like shit game four. Absolutely horrid basketball. Um, can't can't defend that. You gotta you gotta be better than that. Now. Game five, when shit was on hitting the fan, he had 30, shot it well, um, assisted on a few things, and everybody else around him failed. Now, you could say it's a game too late. Sure. But, I mean, listen, clearly in this playoff, huh? 
That was game five. Game five. Game five. He had. I mean, like even even when we talk about game five, this stats didn't look bad, but like there's no. something with. I don't judge Harden by stat line, bro. That's the no. It's hard. It's 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 it's, it's definitely it's definitely hard to judge him by stat line because. He can he'll he'll get he'll get his points regardless. Like he he's a he's going to find a way to score. Right. Not, to, not, to, not to cut you off, my guy, but I do. This is a this is a serious question that like, um, there's so many things that go into a championship team. It's like it, it, and it's crazy, which is why like people people look for like the easy, the most convenient excuse when we, when we get down into. You know when we talk about why teams are winning and why they're losing, but there's there's nothing is guaranteed. And, and 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 like like you said, the, the more talent you have on a team, the higher the actual pressure is. When you talk, when you talk about like injuries, coaching, like roster construction, it, like it, it's so much stuff. But like my my thing with Harden, when we come down to it, is just like he's the dominant personality on this team, you know. And I can I can get to my point about like whether or not. I agree with their their small ball, like to go super small ball on this, because like I think as we saw with the Warriors in the last few years, the small ball thing works to an effect, but there is there is a counter to that and in like how the league has like evolved in the past few years, it's a little less effective than it would have been. Like let's say if they, they pulled this specific team, if they had this specific team with CP against like one of that the other um Warriors teams, I think they might have been able to beat them, but it's just like this is not the they. I thought like they built the team to beat the Warriors, and then like they ran to Lakers. Like it's if you, it's a it's a different thing. It's why you have to They're do like My question is, my question is like what? Like I think it's something about his personality why these teams keep falling short. I don't see Harden as like that leader, and towards like we talk about like the locker room dynamics and everything. Harden just Harden knows he's gonna get his. Harden's gonna get his thirty to thirty-five, and like it's so weird because like I don't think Harden's one of those dudes that doesn't care. I think he does care. Yeah. I think he does. I think he does. Even even him no, dogging it on defense, he does. It's not like he doesn't even have. Even him dogging it on defense can be a little bit like dramatic because I think like he, he he does try on that end, but something about him as a personality in those situations when it's the most important to the league, it's like, passive. He's not, it's he's passive. not answering the door. You so my thing, my thing is, my thing is for that. Is that like every teammate that has ever been with Harden, except obviously Chris Paul, <laughs> um, has not a bad word to say about the guy. Like they say, I don't they think say, it's a bad, yeah, it's weird. They, they say, they say, teammate. they say he's he's the first one at practice, he's the last one to leave. He works all year round, and I believe that yeah, because I don't think it's a team. I think he's a fine team, and I think people get along with Harden fine. That's and why I think I think I think it's for him. I think for him, he he his personality is just very passive. I mean, his game at the end of the day is pretty passive. Like, but it's it's one of those things where this team wasn't really like they went small ball. It was an experiment, and they went for it. So obviously, I respect teams that will go for it. But when you go for it, something has to happen, right? So my thing is like the Westbrook thing sped up their pace. Like that was a thing that sped up their pace. Like they needed to play a little faster. But the parts around them, just because they're so they were so cap strapped and they they gave away all their assets, like it, it really pigeonholed you to nothing. So it's like now at this offseason, it's like, all right, now what do you do? Because you got Russ, you got Harden, you stuck with Covington. Like you, I mean, you gotta resign PJ Tucker. You gotta resign PJ Tucker. You have no choice. PJ Tucker. He's 
in a long line of great Houston Rocket centers. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> like, like you got to figure <laughs> something else. Like, they, like, does Russ go? Because what do you like? Nobody there's, wants to, nobody, yo, there's one. There's one team. There's one team that's crazy enough to trade. Your nigger no, I've no, been saying that for a while. I mean, Russ, at, Russ in the garden would be chaos, and I'd sign up for it. Like I, I, I sign up, like, up for Russ. Like, it would be a fun thirty-five win team. Yeah, that's even like probably win like forty games. In the they league. might win forty. Depends on what they do around him. They probably lose in the first round. But yeah, you know, like he's a perfect nick. Like people, but, people just want to see a show at the garden. You know, like you give him for better and worse. I, I seen the streets. I seen the, the Twitter streets talking about trading him to Detroit to save Blake Griffin. Detroit void of a star. Ooh, yeah. No, no, come on, no, no, no. That's a I'm lot. Not, no, nah, they, come on. You're not that's, seeing it. Gonna be de- that's going to be depressing. Like all them burnt that's down buildings in Detroit. Yeah. They don't need. Like we talking about building tenements. That's what oh, we're yeah. doing. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about his happiness at this point. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about Russ's happiness. I'm saying like because Harden, Harden with Blake, intrigues me. It's one of those things <laughs> where it's like, why not? What the fuck? They el- what? What else do you got to lose at this point? Like because realistically, you take and you I think, take Harden. Go ahead. And now I'm saying, I mean, if you want to put it in a basketball perspective, I mean, Blake. I mean, I mean, Har- I mean, Harden and Blake. I mean, the basketball, basketball sense wise, it does work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. What are they? What I, they, I they, don't enough, they don't have I'm enough. Play, let me play devil's advocate real quick. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Why I think it works? No, because I mean, you have you have two playmakers, and then you have two no, playmakers bro, on the not, court. You know what I'm saying? That's bad, what more, bad, real. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not a, that's what bad pigeon hold to go down, bro. Because we we still got to talk about mesh. If we're talking about like like Blake Griffin on Houston, maybe I would probably be that's what I'm talking about. I, I that's I think you said, yeah, that's what said. no, it's I said Russ. Oh no, no, we're saying we're saying put send Blake to Houston. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't think that. Well, what money? What What do you mean? Russ and Blake cancel out. <laughs> they oh, cancel out. Yeah, their, their contracts I'm just literally about, cancel out. You're saying trade Blake for Russ. Yes, get that nigga Russ out and of here. Yeah, get him out of there. And then put Harden and Blake together? Yeah. Would yes. you have Blake Would you have Blake play a four or would you have Blake play? I mean, PJ Tucker's clearly the five. <laughs> so you, he's a five. Right. Yeah. I think Blake, yeah. Blake could do. I think Blake have, could do weak side rim protection. But but yeah, it's, it's a, and then Covington <laughs> off the bench. That's I mean, is I mean, deeper. if you think about it, I mean, I if you think start. about I how the, I mean, if you think about how the front court players play now, they just you just you have to you have to be able to switch everything and be able to guard a guard for longer mm-hmm. than two point to to guard for two seconds. Right. Griffin could do that. I see so, the vision. So I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Listen. All right, man. That's that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Because first of all, they're more they're going to be they're more going to be unemployed soon. So like, we don't know what the next. I mean, I mean, but that that's one thing. To before we like cancel out the Houston Rocket um talk, yeah. they're gonna be there's gonna be a new regime. There's gonna be a new coach. There's probably gonna be a new GM. Harden is gonna stay. He's safe. Fertitta, the owner already said that um Daryl Morey's safety is not gonna be fired. All right. So if Morey's there and there's no new coach, I mean, there's gonna be a new coach, obviously. So dependent, they're talking about Ty Lue. They're talking about Ty Lue or Jeff Van Gundy in the first place. They said, they said, I'm not blaming the question. But the question Uh, to me is, will will the the coach 
actually buy into the whole Rockets analytical system. All right, you know what I'm um, saying? Right, they we have to get a We gotta move on. We gotta move on. So I think I think the next next top um subject before well, bro, we're 40, 47 minutes in and we haven't like actually previewed the conference finals yet. But before we do that, one last thing we have to touch upon. A couple things actually, it's crazy. All right, whatever. Giannis, Giannis, Giannis. Uh obviously he had his injury. Bucks went out sad, Bucks got eliminated. What are you guys seeing on this? We are entering uh, the twilight zone in terms of what happens next with Giannis. Obviously, we heard about the team meeting he had with ownership, talking about how they want to spend the luxury tax now, which is comical considering they let Michael Brockman walk. But what do you guys see? What did you guys see as series? Um, what do you guys see going forward? And just overall thoughts on Giannis and everything. I mean, I'll go first because it's my goddamn show. Um, now, nah, I mean, Giannis and the Bucks. I mean, like he, I can't get a read on his personality. I think that's what what's killing me. Like, I don't know. He wants to be an alpha male. He comes off as an alpha male. Um, so is this one of those things where he won't leave to join a team? Because that's what I'm thinking. But it's Milwaukee, so you know, you start to think about it. Like, how many people actually want to sit there in Milwaukee? and waste away their, their prime years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how many of you guys been to Wisconsin. Shout out to our boy, Matt Enfield. But um, from what I, yeah, from what I hear, from what I hear, it's a terrible place. So, <laughs> and Milwaukee is dead the hood. So if we're being realistic, like it's, it's actually the hood. Oh, oh yeah, it is. oh yeah, it is. It's a terrible yeah. place. But I mean, what I, I don't know what's, what's their cap situation. That's what it comes down to. Like, what can they put around him and who can they convince to come to Milwaukee to play with him? Because Chris Middleton, I love Chris Middleton. I wish he was on the Knickerbockers. Um, but he <laughs> but like I mean, he clearly isn't enough to get them over the hump. You know Certainly what I'm saying? Not. So it's just like once teams are making Giannis shoot threes and Chris Middleton is boggled up, like Chris Middleton is very good at basketball, but those two alone are not going to get you a championship. You know, they, they're they pushing this Brooke Lopez re- revitalization, but, like, Brooke Lopez is only going to get you so much. Eric uh, Bledsoe... To answer, at your this- question, to answer your question, not to let you all keep that train of thought. Um, so, yeah, Milton signed his contract. Uh, they're at 130 mil next year without signing anybody else. Um, what's Bledsoe the cap? Uh, I, they haven't announced it yet, but that it's gonna be around there. Like that's that's definitely a luxury. So they so they're definitely yeah, they're not moving. over it at this point. They said they're, they're gonna, they're they're gonna be around there. Um, so, so yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. we might have some some intel about the Steelo nigga going. No, they they um they said they said that the cap number will not most likely will not change from the number that was this year because okay. of obviously what transpired this season. But the um okay. to me the situation is that the they like wanna, nine million, I think, this year. Yeah, so I think that they didn't want to resign Brogdon. <laughs> like, if they didn't want to pay the luxury tax for Brogdon, who you can see, I'm not. I don't want to sit here and talk about if he would have made a difference, whatever this season. But my overall thing is a team that's not willing to pay that's given us um, deja vu and has given us a re glimpse of basically what OKC did when they didn't want to pay the luxury tax and resigning Harden. So it's just the same thing all over again on a team not wanting to invest in winning a championship with their superstar and it's going to come back to bite them in the ass. That's what it looks like. Personally. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, I think I, I think 
I think when you have a player like Giannis and and a, and a guy like Middleton, like you have to and and like that window, you like you pretty much have a sense of how long that window is going to last. You have to go into the three decks. Like that's something that you have to do as a franchise. You know what I'm saying? To just take that risk. Player. Like I. Yeah, especially because you don't want to wait. You don't. You don't want to waste those years at, at all. No, that's that's what kind of that's what you when you have a trash team. Understandable, but when you have a superstar that's in his prime, it's unexcusable to start like saving money, bro. That's why, like, for whatever it is, is like, bro, it, it doesn't matter if Rodney was gonna make the difference. If that's what Giannis thinks is gonna make the difference, that's what matters. It doesn't even matter. If it makes a difference like, exactly. Oh. You have to at that point. You have to go with what your superstar wants at that point. So and there's no. I know. I know there was rumors Rodney that Giannis wanted Rodney to stay on. Yeah. All I'm saying is if the Bucks don't step it up now and fast, Chris Middleton gonna be this new generation's Michael Red in that organization. Shout out Michael Red. Shout out to Michael Red, Ooh. by the way. Oh, Shout out to Michael Red. <laughs> Shout out, yeah, hey, Olympic Olympic gold medalist Michael Red. You know what? Yes, sir. Gold medalist Michael Red. Yes, sir. Yes, Michael Red was a left-handed assassin, boy. He was and that knee fuck. that knee injury was that that oh, fucked me up because he was gold. he was one of those guys. It's going by what you were saying, though. Chris Middleton is a Michael Michael Ray, one of the best microwave scorers, bro. Like, he's hot in like three years. That's why it's no disrespect (laughs) to him. But what was the Bucks organization doing around that time? You know what I'm saying? But think about this way John Salmon. Well, let's not get a shout out to John Salmon's, by the way, too. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, John Salmon's a legend. But, um, put it this way the Bucks had. Two fifty, forty, ninety candidates on their team at one point. They had Middleton exactly. and they had Brogdon. How do you give up a fifty, forty, ninety player that plays defense? That's where that was the Those first. Guys don't grow on trees, right? No, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that was the first yeah. mistake in this. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, so it's just like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, that's the first mistake. And like I'm saying, like Giannis, but it's like if Giannis leaves, where does he go? You know, like what? Obviously, the, the answer is anywhere. Is that but... an interesting question yet? Because it's like when I think about it, I'm just like, okay, they gotta have like some type of like salvation here, or at least try something. Because it's like, it's just like, bro, what's happening, bro? Yo, it, but but like when we talk about the salvation, they gotta try something. Because it's like, dude, once the offseason starts, oh, it's, it's cold red. It's, it's it's like, bro, it's like, dude, you gotta put every asset y'all have on the table. What's the best player they can trade for this offseason? Like, cause anything, cause like, dude, that's the thing. Like, if if you're Giannis right now, and like, yo, like you said, like you said, Rez, it is incredibly difficult to get a read on what he wants. Like he said, he said, Bob, oh, by the way, he, he said, checking he, in on love. He said, he said, like, he's like, bro, I want to stay a player for the rest of my career. That's all fine and dandy. I can remember uh, KD saying the same thing about OKC, but you know, once you're faced with that decision, it's a completely Kyrie, different topic. Kyrie, Kyrie was lying when he said that, but whatever. I, I didn't believe him for one second. <laughs> but, like, bro, like, what you, I think this actual core is as close to Max now if you can. So, it's like, even if you bring, like, like with Budenholzer, they're running back the Budenholzer thing. Okay. <laughs> like, that, like that's, a, that's, a, that's a bad sign to me, one, because it doesn't look like Budenholzer learned anything from last year. So, that doesn't give me any, like, like actual reason to believe he would learn from this season. That's one. Two. Like you said, Brooke Lopez is, is getting older. You know, this team feels pretty, like, maxed out towards, like, the supporting core, how good it can be unless they get into major changes. 
That's what I'm talking about. What would you like if you were Milwaukee? What the hell do you do this season to try and save Giannis? This is why, like, regardless of what, like, and we and, and Frank, we spoke about this earlier when we talk about the Timberwolves. Like, regardless of what you want to say, the situation they're in, the reason why they went and traded for D'Lo was because, like, all right, we know this is gonna make Cat happy for a couple years at least. What what's gonna do that for Giannis right now? What what can they do that's gonna be like, all right, like, I was, anything short of trading for it, like a superstar, like, but what would you guys? I don't know what the move is here. Everybody says Chris Paul. I, I think the Bucks are just completely. I'm not mad at that. I mean, I think Chris Paul and Giannis could actually. Work. I think I think a player like I, I think Giannis needs. I think I don't I don't think I think Giannis he needs to be like the second option. When I mean by the second option, I mean like he doesn't need to be he doesn't need to have the ball in his hands every single trip. You know what I'm saying? So like I think he needs a guy that could alleviate the pressure off off of him, especially in the fourth quarter, especially when it's when it's when it's winning time. So a guy like Chris Paul, I think, could help the Bucks because offensively it's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? You have Chris Paul running high-low action with, you know what I'm saying, with, with, with Giannis and those big men. And then, you know what I'm saying, you have a lot of pick-and-pop guys with Brooke Lopez. And, you know, you have you – have, and, and, and I think Chris Paul and Middleton could work together too because defensively it, defensively it makes sense. And offensively, you know, Middleton is a knockdown shooter. He can hit the corner three. And – you know, Chris Paul, Chris Paul loves the, the driving kick game as well for a point guard. So they need a guy like that. They need like a point guard who can control the shit. And I think maybe if they get Chris Paul, they would have to do that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they I don't know how I don't know how the money, the money situation, how that would how they would go. Is that Chris trade, Paul contract? Uh, they'll that. probably have to move Bledsoe and um Bledsoe and um George Hill and that white boy. That white boy. I don't even think that's enough. Uh, 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 Deep Steven Chesel's gonna have to go in a pick or two. Nah, I don't think that makes. I don't think that works money wise. To be honest. Well, there was a room. Well, there was a drop today saying that the Bucks weren't even gonna try to pursue Chris Paul. So that just that throws that out the window. But that would be the wing Chris Paul always needed and the point guard Giannis needs. Like that. I don't think it works money wise. But like next year is a big year. Honestly, to tell you the truth, bro, I think. Fellas, I think next year is a big year for Toronto overall because they they have cash space in twenty twenty one too, and and Ooh. and his relationship with Pascal Siakam and the whole international thing and everything like right, yeah, that, yeah. that like and Nick Nurse being the coach that he is, him losing to Nick Nurse, him seeing firsthand what Nick Nurse is as a head coach and that whole organization, like he's already an international star. He's not gonna care about moving and living overseas. Like that's not gonna really be. In, a factor for him, I don't think leaving America. So and Toronto's a sh- Toronto's clearly a better city than. Um, it just depends on you know. It depends on what they do this offseason. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you trade Kalari? Where does he go? Send him to Philly. Send him home. To me, is me. Uh, Kalari, Kalari has to retire as a fucking raptor. He's yes. the greatest raptor of all time. Yes. After he tries to win another championship, after another after he saw after he saw what what Kawhi did, and I, yo, I, I didn't even get this too much thought until you just brought it up. But after he saw what Kawhi did with that team, I would be looking at that too because he can like he's not the shot maker that Kawhi is, but like having two guards like uh, FBV if they bring him back, well, I think they're gonna bring him back, and um. And Kyle Lowry, those are the type of I think those are the type of guards that like Giannis really needs. Those guys let it fly a little more than those guys are better shooters than uh, Bledsoe and, and George Hill, and they kind of they make up for everything that Giannis is like lacking for for better or worse. Uh, so I think <laughs> we've, we've been going at it for hours. So I do think we need to get into 
this actual uh, conference finals preview. Uh, but the last thing before we do get into that, we have to talk about um, the Raptors while we're here, the Raptors Celtic series um, and how that went in terms of that. So what did you, what did you guys see from that series? In terms of, I'll start with you, Raz. Man, um, I think if Pascal plays 10% better, I don't even need him to get to his regular season form. Like, if he gets to 10% better, because he was operating at a 40% clip at this point. Like, 40% of Pascal was in this series. Like, he pulled the playoff P. Like, he was really – like, him and Paul George were the same person, honestly. And Paul George might have played better than him in in this series than than um, Pascal did, realistically. But um, <clears throat> I think Siakam got an overrated a tad bit, and that's what we were seeing – not that he's not a good player, but yeah, oh, yeah, he, for a fact, he was, like, stretched, he was being stretched a little too thin. You know, some of the some of the uh, some of the love that went his way was like because it's still the issues that. But yeah, continue. Yeah, I mean, he definitely got overrated, but that was Kawhi that did that. You know, Kawhi elevated basically everybody on that team. A little bit of both. except, and you know, like Kyle Lowry also had that stink on him for for Mad Long, but Kyle Lowry's been a solid basketball player for most of his career. Obviously, he was hurt early on. He had that stint with Houston and um shit. He was on the Grizzlies too, yep. that everybody likes to forget. But they had drafted Conley and got him up out of there. Um, Kyle Lowry's a, a very good basketball player, but he had that playoff stink that we've been talking about. You know him and DeRozan, they couldn't get over that hump. But you know Kawhi with with um with Kyle Lowry was the obviously the X factor. But I I feel like in this series between the Celtics, you know, it it should I had the Raptors in six. Because I was leaning on that championship experience and I was leaning on like Kyle Lowry and Pascal P playing up to the hype that we gave him. He did it. And that was a big coming to like coming to Jesus moment for like Tatum and Jalen Brown, you know, because they they grew up in that series too. Regardless of what y'all want to say, like they've been to the East, the Eastern Conference Finals and all that. Like that was a series where they they were in a dogfight. And they were in an actual an actual dogfight. Like obviously being in a dogfight with LeBron when when you're fucking 21 years old, like no one's giving you a chance in that. And LeBron probably took y'all for granted. And y'all saw what happened when they turned it up. But they was in an actual dogfight where it was equal teams and they really had to get it done. And I just think it could like it, it could have went either way. And I, I just think at you know, at the end of the day, the, the Celtics made a little bit more better plays in that game seven. Then and Kyle Lowry fouled out too, I believe, if I remember correctly. Like he fouled out as well. So yeah, Kyle Lowry fouled out. That 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 Fred Van Fleet uh final draw play had no shot. You know, you you never want to give it to your six, your five eleven uh shooting guard. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. Uh right, we keep the we keep um the I mean, quick reactions to that. Uh Reels, what did you what did you see from from uh the Raptors Celtic series? I mean, I want to talk about the Kemba Walker real quick. Um, so I think now with Kemba Walker, I feel like teams have the blueprint on how to key in on Kemba. I mean, because the, the boxing one did work. But also, I give Kemba the ultimate credit. He did what you're supposed to do in a boxing one and is don't shoot. And he didn't and he did not do that. And he would shoot your team. So he was able to, you know what I'm saying, like combat that. So I just think that with the series going up with uh with with Miami, that kind of that sets the blueprint on how how you stop him from scoring the basketball from from being able to create his own shot. So 
what I what I got away from that series also too. I mean, yo, the wing players, the wing players from the Celtics, bro. You know what I'm saying like Tatum and Brown, they did the, they did their thing. They showed up, but I want to talk about Tatum. Tatum locked in defensively to me too. Yeah, that was my biggest Achilles heel with ask, Tatum. I'm actually that next defense, but. But the fact that he was able to, you know what I'm saying, like, take it up another notch on a defensive end, which was his biggest question mark, which, you know what I'm saying, like, which to me, like, stopped him reach that tier. I feel like now, after the series, you know, against Toronto, the, his defensive numbers, I looked them up, you know what I mean? Like, I believe he was a, I believe if I, I believe he was a positive defender in, in this series, right? If I'm not mistaken, right? He was a, he was a positive defender in this series. Um, in the series so. I'm going to present this to, to Stilo because we... I mean, he... It, so now, so that confirmed to me that, you know, he's able to to reach that level. Where, where, where? So I think I think the next question here is, like, yeah, moving... I'm glad you brought up Tatum because that is the next thing I did want to touch upon. So let's talk about Tatum. He He's definitely taking taking a leap, and I've been super impressed from what I saw from him. Um, perception is a bitch, first of all. Um, and... So much of how we talk about these players falls under the perception of the time. Let's fast forward a year, uh, a year back, and the the constant theme that was surrounded the Celtics team in general and Tatum was that he kind of like he kind of stagnated in in that second season, and he didn't take the leap that we we expected from him. And people think that he took a, a step backwards. Now, I wrote about this, and I did not agree with that. I think people uh, were you know, getting a little bit out of hand with the Tatum things. Um, the number one problem he had to do was that he had to fix his shot profile. He had to take away a lot of the long tools he was taking. Uh, and those long those long tools have, have turned into pull-up and spot-up threes. And he's a good three-point shooter. So to see, he, he and so he's definitely taking the lead. So what have you seen from, from Tatum during this postseason run? <clears throat> Stilo, go ahead, bro. There was um... – those long contested twos and everything they blamed Kobe for last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they definitely blame Kobe for that. But um I they think this one, I think this I think this um uh, this playoff series against Toronto really showcased like um real sets and basically the tear Tatum's in. Um and I think that really set him aside from a lot of other young players in the league last series. And like you said, defensively was defensively was probably the what stood out to me the most. Another person that stood out to me aside from that was Marcus Smart. Um um but overall Jason Tatum I think like showcasing he said like they said that he spot up shooting from three um his rag game is disgusting good way like yeah like I, I hate complimenting Celtics players I, Same, I really, yo, it, it hurts it I hurts mean it so much but it's like it hurts it hurts so, man it hurts. Fuck, it hurts he's so fucking nice it's like yo I can't hate him like can't I hate him and he's getting and he's getting better that's the that's the thing he's getting better every time we see him oh, and like like you said that really for Celtics fan like really for Celtics hurts it, it bothers it, it it truly like bothers me that I enjoy this team like your offensively, they got, rid of, they got rid of Kyrie, and I enjoyed the hell out of this team. Like I first seen it that Lakey game in, in back in um when uh I think it was a February game or it was in March, early March. It was the end of February actually. It was one. It, it was the end of February, beginning of March. 
And the way he destroyed us, he destroyed, he had like 30, I forgot how much he had. He had 30 something. He dropped like 30 something easily. And I seen it. And I seen it offensively. He had probably every weapon in his arsenal that's possible. He had a fadeaway game. He had a right game. Like he like pick like go put him in a pick and roll. Like you literally, like I think he can score at any like probably any place on the floor. Yeah, three three level for sure. Three level for sure. Uh Raz, hop, hop in there, bro. I mean, man, Tatum, he was a guy out of college I didn't really like. I thought his foot speed was too slow. I, I didn't think – I thought he was already maxed out athletically, um, and I, I just didn't really see this for him. I thought he would always be able to get a bucket. I didn't see it would be at this level. And I think um, – I mean, right now they're playing him at the four, which is very interesting and telling as to how the NBA is right now. Um, but – Tatum, man, like he he's ta- he's like you say, he's taking better shots. He's playing way better defense than I ever gave him credit for. And he looks like the number one option on that team that brought in no, Kemba. It's, not, it's, not, it's clear. It's clear. It's clear. And then, and then you know, I'm a it's huge Jalen Brown yeah, guy. Now, it's yeah. been clear all season, to be honest. I don't think it was. But I think either, clear all either way, like I'm a huge Jalen Brown guy. Like I – Love everything about Jalen Brown. But right now, like, just from my optics, like, Tatum looks like he's playing better defense than Jalen Brown. And it's, like, one of those things where I thought that's where Jalen Brown upside would have been. I thought he would have been able to be the better defender, and then his offensive game would have came along after that. Like, his offensive game has caught up to where – it's not obviously Tatum's, but it's caught up to to where it needs to be. He needs to get – he needs to be the lockdown defender that I thought he could be. Like, obviously not – you know, Marcus he's Smart. A really good he's a good defender. He yeah, no, he is. But I thought yeah. he would take the step to yeah, be he's a good defender. like lockdown. Like yeah. I thought he was yeah. gonna be like, all right, damn. Like we gotta he, like Jimmy Butler. Basically, I thought he would be a, an athletic, a more athletic Jimmy Butler with a better, sh- better shooting. Basically, so I, I don't think any other team has a, like a better okay. second lead than him, which just like makes it like, like it just it just puts what he does and makes it super valuable. Because like you said, every team in the league wants wings. And every team in the league is looking for wings. Like it's, it sounds it sounds great. Everybody wants wings, but it's just like those guys don't grow on trees. You can't can't find dudes um like Jalen Brown and everything. So I think uh Brad, I'll continue this on to the next actual series. So we can talk about uh the Heat Celtics Eastern Conference Finals right now. What is your gauge on this series? Obviously that uh we got to talk about Bam out of bio Dude, I think he got yo. It, it's crazy. If he won most improved, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't have been upset about it honestly. And that's how that's that's a testament to to how good he was. And honestly, he might have deserved it. Honestly, I was a fan of Bam and 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 uh, Steel. We talked about like how people, some people might have been surprised about the jump Ingram took. I like I expected that. So it's like, but what Bam did, I knew he was gonna be good. But like he's so much better than even I gave him credit for. Coming to this year, so let's talk about the series. Um, obviously, that that game one was a really tight game. That play at the rim that that Bam made is ridiculous. One thing, if you just watch, Bam, Bam is ridiculous because we uh, it, it, the the theory about vertical verticality, which they which is taught to big men. Um, you know, make sure you're using all of your length um, to deflect shots and not foul. That's one thing that Bam is like ridiculous at. Even on that play, if you watched. If you watch the replay of of his Tatum block at the, at the with the game on the line, he jumps and it's even before he even stretches his arms out, which just shows you like in terms of like 
the the body flexibility that you need to actually be able to do that is ridiculous. And that's even before we talk about um, his passing stuff. So Miami versus actually Miami versus uh, the Celtics. Uh, Rios, I'll start with you. How do you see the series? I think my yo, I think Miami might win in six games. Uh, I just think that I think like you said, like you like you were talking about Bam before. I think Bam will be the X factor in this series. I think that the Heat go on the beat of his own on on his drum. So the fact that Bam is a I we we haven't talked about Bam's ability as a passer. I think Bam my, my behind Jokic, I think he's the second best passing big no, in the league right now. You know what I'm saying? In terms of Statistically, he had the second best assist rate for any any center in the league. So yeah, literally okay. he's behind so only Jokic. Fact, right. So the fact that he the fact that you're able to you could run your offense through three people on that on that basketball team. You know what I'm saying? God forbid, because you have here off the you have here off, off the bench who you saying you can create shots for on on that offensive end, and you have who you can create shots for on the on the low block. You know what I'm saying? You can create offense for him at the at the at the high block, and then you have Jimmy Butler, who's a do it all Swiss Army knife guy. I just think that Miami has more playmakers than Boston does. Although, although I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna sleep on Tatum and those boys and 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 Jalen Brown. But I just think that Bam's ability to get everyone involved and to locate shooters—that's the—that's the—that's the most underrated part about his game too. Not the fact that he's able to pass out the double team, but the fact that he's able to locate shooters in the corner and especially on in a league move, where, especially like, in, the, in the league where the corner three is the most shot. It's so, easy to make those like stationary passes. So the fact that he's able like, to dribble and. Like, yeah, right. definitely. Um, and, and also too, right. like he can right. him, and, him and Alenic, him and Alenic run that high low action, and like that teams can't guard that either because Alenic is also a great shooter. So I just think that collectively as a unit, as a as a whole unit, I think if you put if you put Miami's best eight guys versus you know what I'm saying the Celtics, you know what I'm saying best eight guys because honestly, Brad Stevens really doesn't expand his rotations too much and. So does so does Spolstra at at this point at this juncture in at this juncture in the playoffs. I think Miami has the edge just just off the front court depth alone. All right, hop in there, Raz. I mean, I just think at this point, from what I've seen from both teams, between you know, I think Spolstra is going to outcoach Brad Stevens. I think it's close, but I mean, I think Spolstra is going to get it's gonna done. Be a chess match. It's going to be a chess match. But I I see like. It makes no sense right now. Like the Heat seem like they're just on a mission. You know what I'm saying? And it it, it just seems like Jimmy Butler is playing with some type of energy. And, and I just think all the young guys around him are elevated with him. And I think that's the difference. I don't know if I don't know if the, the Celtics are gonna have the role plays to keep up with the, the Heat's role plays. And I think that's gonna be the difference. What do you think would be the exactly. key? For like the Celtics to win, like what needs to happen? Like, do you need like, obviously you're gonna need a like good variance on the three point shot. You're gonna need all your guys to hit three point shots. But like, is is the key like like Tatum being the best player in this series? Is that what's gonna be necessary for them to to, to win the series? Or like, what I what think- do you see as that as that pivot? I personally think it's the defensive scheme that Brad Stevens has to draw up. You know what I'm saying? Cause game, cause like it's not, it's not necessarily on how he comes out game one. It's how he comes out game two and game three. 
because game one's just basically a fill-out game and, and shit like that. So now we the fill-out game's out the way. So I think what Brad Smith has to do is he has to figure out how do you combat BAM in, 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 in inside, inside the paint area. So you pretty much have to figure out, all right, Am I gonna just throw bodies at him? You know what I'm saying. Especially like, are we gonna, or are we gonna double him at certain points of the at at certain points of the court where he is, depending on where, or depending on if you're gonna guard him straight up. So it's just a matter of Brad Stevens on what he on what he does on the defensive end, what adjustments he makes. So that that's that's the key to me. It's it's the defensive adjustments in this series. It's whoever makes the best defense adjustment in this series will win. So and I think Spostra is better equipped at that end than than Brad Stevens is. But like I said, what the Celtics need to do is Tatum just needs to really ball out. But you need defensively, you need guys to key in on Bam at the end of the day, yeah. and you have to so let think, Miami shoot you shoot you out this. So I think Raz, Raz, hop in there. How do you how do you see this series going? Uh, Miami's obviously up one one zero. Um, so what's your read on the series? What do you think is going to be the determining factor for who goes to the finals? I think it's Miami in six. Um, I just think Miami at some point is going to break that willpower. Um, I need to see that will tested in these young guys. I know they've, like I said, I know they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals before, but this is going to be a real different type of dogfight. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is one of those things where <clears throat> I think Jimmy's heart is really going to play the difference. And Bam, Bam plays with that same intensity. Like Bam is like he's been here before, kind of thing, and it's. I think what what it comes down to, at the end of the day, like I said earlier, is going to be those role players, and I do think the Heat role players are going to be better prepared and better equipped to handle this series. Because I mean, I'm trying to think who who are the Celtics come relying off off the bench right now. They're, the, the Heat are a little deeper, but it's it's definitely going to be a tight series. Oh yeah, it's going to be tight. I think each game is going to be tight. Be I just tight. think. And Gordon Hayward's going to be back soon. No. That's the thing that can turn it around. Mm-hmm. If Gordon, if Gordon Hayward comes back to form, we can talk about yeah, it. Like this, this can go seven, obviously, and the Celtics could win this. But if Gordon Hayward comes back and he's rusty, they're in the same spot. Yeah. So I think um, uh, going into this final uh, preview, we get to the Lakers uh, Nuggets conference series conference finals matchup, and I'll start with you, Stilo. What do you What do you see as as, as our resident Lakers fan for the day, like wh- where is your confidence level going into the series? How do you how do you feel about obviously the Clippers fumbled the ball, so we're not gonna get the matchup we want. But we like like I said, I wouldn't advise like sleeping on the Nuggets at this point because momentum is on their side. They're gonna come in confident. They're gonna these guys know they have nothing to lose at this point. So they're I feel like they're gonna give LA like. A run and defensively, the Lakers are really good defensively. And the Lakers, if the Lakers have a, if the Lakers, they match up pretty well with the with the Nuggets. I would say, in terms of how they can uh, defend uh, defend Jokic and all the bodies they have coming off the bench. So yes, yeah, uh, where 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 you at on this series? <clears throat> Number one, we not the bum ass Clippers. Anyway, um. Overall, the difference I think is we're not doubling Jokic. I think um, that's the I think Jokic is probably, probably never going to get double throughout the series. And I think one big thing is the adjustments I've noticed Frank Vogel make in the playoffs so far. I know if let's say we were to lose Game One, which we've had the last two rounds, 
he'll make adjustments throughout the series that help us um in general. Um overall, I'm just being honest with you. I understand that confidence is coming in and all of that. Um I just I personally I don't know if it's a biasness. I just don't see it. I'm not scared. A little bit. I mean I don't think I, you should I, be, I don't think you should be scared if I was I think I, I'm I'm gonna tell you the truth. I say six games to be nice, but I personally think like it can only go five and one once again it's not my biases. Biases is one, I just overall what I think they're gonna do is they probably I, I think their main target on defense is gonna be um Jamal Murray. That's gonna be their main target on defense. And another thing with me is they have been the number one, they have been the best defense in the bubble the entire playoffs. Uh another thing to me is um Portland the inside of the bubble. Um the Lakers turned them into the 16th. Um was it the 16th? No, I'm sorry. Would it be the 16th? Yes, it was 22 teams. Yeah. They were they were 16th offense in the playoffs. They were the worst team in the playoffs offense. Then you go to the next round. Um Houston was what second defense second offensively and they were one of the best defensive teams. The Lakers changed that as well. So I think they make the right adjustments each round. Um, and overall, just my confidence is because I really personally just think the Nuggets don't have an answer for LeBron James. And LeBron right. James. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just personally don't yeah. think the Nuggets have an answer for LeBron James. And LeBron James isn't Kawhi Leonard. And he's George Hill isn't Donovan Mitchell either. So, I like, personally. And another thing is, like, my last thing is that – um. I, I just don't think Jokic has any uh, an answer for, for LeBron and AD pick and roll. Defensively, is different than the Clippers. I, I just think offensively, the Lakers are, you know, like the Clippers' talent is better overall as a team, but overall, offensively, like they they didn't click. Like the, I believe they didn't click at all to me this season. You didn't see their full potential or their ceiling at all this season. Yeah. And I kind of think you haven't seen the Lakers full potential this season either, but they still hit another gear that the Clippers have that the Clippers obviously couldn't get to. So um I think LeBron, like I said, I think LeBron and A D, we still haven't seen them both go God mode in the same game. And you could see that this series too. So I I I'm just being biased, I guess, but I, I don't I just don't see the threat. Brought you I on ハッピーバイスレイクファンブロ。ドンアパロジーズフォーデメンスファン。いや、オフコース。カモンイエーブロ。ドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンドンド
that like I still think they might get like they, he might get his he might cook, but we talking about like like KCP is fine as a guard defender. You can throw like a like Caruso at him, you know. But the thing is, it doesn't like the um. I think one of the biggest issues to why the Clippers had a problem to stop them is because they move so well off ball. It's it's a lot of weird actions that a lot of teams don't move um, as much with and without the ball than the, than the Nuggets do. It's no real stagnation within the offense. Everything is always moving. But um, continue your point. My bad, Rad. Now you're good. So now you got to start to think about those bench pieces. Um, the Nuggets do have a deeper bench, if we're going to be honest. I mean, you can say playoff Rondo is a thing, sure. But, like, they the Nuggets, be, the Nuggets bench is deeper. Obviously, they don't have LeBron James. That's a key issue there. And Anthony Davis now. <laughs> So let's let's for for Pete's sakes we say AD and Jokic cancel each other out, right? What? AD and Jokic cancel each other out. Overall value, I would say more or less. No, I think, bro. Jokic, how not? Not absolutely. See, that's the yeah. No, no, they can cancel each other out. They can cancel each other out. There's not. There's no way. AD plays both sides of the ball. There's no way. Absolutely not. There's no way. He was yeah, arguably, but you, but arguably defensive player of the year. You can't do that. But in terms of production, but, I can see it. Jokic, yeah. Jokic offensively, what he does offensively is so much that you can overlook it. You're saying that going off of this series. No, I'm saying going off of who he is. Like it's not that's not just series. Like he I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I I just I just feel I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think they cancel each other out. You can't. They're the two you know best what? big men in the league. You know what? You got it. You can cancel. That's like like that's being that's being that's being fair on it. I think I think in terms of I think in terms of like obviously like you're gonna get the um the outside um perspective. But I think when it really comes down to it's gonna like what do you think AD shoots from three in the series because like that's a huge variable for any series like and and AD's three for me like he makes it but it's like I'll be a little scared sometimes you know like so like that's like it, and it can go through like a little variance where I can see him I can see them forcing him to shoot that shot a little more in the series and if he hits it at a at a, at a good clip in that series might it might be it might be lights out like 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 we know but you know if we if you talk about overall value. <laughs> Whatever, I'm not, I'm not gonna get bogged down there because if the Nuggets have any shot of winning, they're no, definitely- no, I mean, no, because it's true. I mean, it's like I think with coaching too. I mean, we haven't we haven't been able to talk about Coach Malone's ability to, you know, what I'm saying adjust on not 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 on adjust on the offensive end. So pretty much like the way his his counters, the, like the way his offensive counters are at, at, in terms of a coach. I think he's the best at that because especially what the Clippers were throwing at uh, Murray. You know what I'm saying? They were just pretty much just they found a way to playing get Murray straight up. You know what I'm saying? Trying to crowd him, how to get his face and shit like that. When like after that, that like they just put the ball necessarily in, in Jokic's hand, right? But I'm saying they were no, but but I'm saying like when when they were able to get their run, uh, the balls in Jokic's hands and Murray was able to move off ball. But like you said, with the ball movement with, with, with coach with the Nuggets is, I just I don't think the Lakers. Have enough, have enough, guard, have enough uh, quality guards on the defensive end to even quantify with the with the Nuggets ball movement. And plus, do the Lakers have enough shooting from the perimeter guys 
to to you know what I'm saying to potentially you know what I'm saying like even win the thing. I'm think, just saying think, because you know Kyle Kuzma as your third guy. Hold on, I think I mean what it's gonna come down to what it's gonna come down to like if we really talk about um with the actual Lakers on that side of the ball, yo, LeBron's the best player in the series. Let's let's keep it a buck. And I think I've seen of enough. Course, of course, of course, of course. That, I think I've seen enough being to be confident to where it's just like, yo, I, I, I think he's just gonna lock in and like he might like we might if we get like a peak LeBron, I think he knows what's on the line right now. And it's just like I think we do sleep on like and, and Bron Bron is Bron is like we said, I know LeBron is one of my goats, obviously, one of the goats, whatever. So it's just like I st- and sometimes it'd be crazy because going into this is just like as as impressive as the Nuggets have been. I don't know, man. Like I can't I can't put money against Braun at this point. Yo, I, listen I to this. To. Listen to this, right? This is this is this man's averages, right? From 46 minutes, 44, 42, 41, 41, 43, 42, 41, 38. 42, 39, 41, 42. These are all LeBron's minutes averages in the playoffs per game. Okay. Off all of his years. He's averaging 34 minutes this year. 34. That's like a, probably like an eight to nine minute difference on average is what he's doing all season. That man is well rested. Well rested. That's a, that's a great point. You, that's a great point. I'm telling you right now, that the man was saving yeah, yeah. his energy. That man was saving his energy for Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers because he probably almost undoubtedly thought they were making it to the conference finals. I Brad, know he was saving it. Right, yo, that's a that's a that's a great point right there, Brad. What do you think LeBron thinks about the Clippers not making it to? And just what? one more before you answer <laughs> that. Just one more thing, Frank hey, Vogel. Not, not, oh. thought, one more thing, shout to Frank Vogel for being able to to, to hold LeBron to thirty four minutes, um, giving him this much rest. And they're them being this successful still. But go ahead. Great point. Yeah, go ahead, right? What do you think? What do you think Braun is thinking about like them missing this matchup though? Before we get into it. I mean, if you know, I feel like he's he's thrilled. I mean, his, I mean, I don't know. Actually, he might be upset because I think he might have wanted to beat the Clippers. Like, I think that might have been his thing. I think he wanted to beat the Clippers. And I don't think he was even thinking about the Nuggets, realistically. Which obviously may get him in game one, but you know, I mean, if they go up three one, you know, they might activate the Nuggets' secret powers. So I don't know. <laughs> like, don't let the yo, don't make that mistake. That's why it's like, bro, Lakers. Are LeBron, LeBron is fourteen and zero, bro. I have, I'll, I swear, I'll put up a rat. You go what? <laughs> I I put up any money what? in the world. LeBron fourteen and zero. He's fourteen and zero, and went up three one. I but listen, man. Listen, <laughs> hey. They did it twice. How can you bet against it? Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's the that's one. You know why we bet against it? Because you gonna have to kill the Nuggets to get rid of them to eliminate them. That's the thing. But I think we might see a a, a post peak Bron finals. I mean, like performance in this and like in in the next couple rounds. To be honest, this is something that's been on my mind, and I kind of feel like it's a build up. And and yeah, yo, like like you just mentioned, him not playing as much, plus the time off, plus um, having last season off, he's probably never he, he probably hasn't been this fresh for like the most important games in the season in forever. I'm telling but, you right now, LeBron being able to be the guy, because this is this is this is the storyline that realistically we can talk about 
I don't I don't want to fast forward. Look, I, the Nuggets have potential. They can go on and go ahead and head to the final. Like they can beat the Lakers. There's possible ways. But I'm saying the storyline that will create the most storylines of everything right now that's really possible is the Boston Celtics versus the Los Angeles Lakers in the LA final in the in the finals, right? Um, and you know, um. I feel like the that would get some of those. Those would get some of those. The um, you know the MAGA people who say like I'm not watching the NBA. That will make those people watch. Like if we're talking about ratings, which I don't yeah, know. Like, whenever, 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 whenever people talk about ratings, I'm like, bro, I don't give a shit about the fucking NBA ratings, bro. I'm just I I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to decide who's gonna win. I can care less about the ratings. That's not my pockets. Yo, watch your own pockets, bro. That got nothing to do with me. But um, but yeah, man. So I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And the last thing is like you know if if that is the storyline and that ends up being it, like LeBron thinking in his head number four, uh, being able to tie the Celtics on in the Lakers franchise and winning and beating the Celtics the same year Kobe passed. You know I don't want to throw that storyline in there, but every all, right, all of these said, things just, thank you for saying that. Into it's your true. head. Wow. Um, nah, it's true though. That's fact. It's like it's like it's like you. Why you you that winning that championship would mean everything, not just to, to the city of Los Angeles. I'm not from yeah. LA. I don't live in LA. Yeah, now I know. Hold on, real. What the fuck? What you laughing about, bro? What happened? Go ahead. <laughs> you dying right now? Damn. What you, you about to? Nah, I mean, I mean, listen. Nah, it's it's nah. It just it, it sounds it sounds sweet. It sounds glorious and shit. But I mean, listen. <laughs> I can't. I'm not taking the Nuggets for granted, bro. I can't. No, I'm not taking them niggas for granted. It's not about the Nuggets. I'm like, listen, joking. Not about. I'm just saying. 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 I'm just kind of eventually already done that so like i'm just waiting i'm just waiting you feel me i'm not a braun hater i love lebron by the way you know what i'm saying i, I want to get this on the record but listen i just i just don't I, I don't think the lakers have enough guard play like the that that you know i just don't think the guard play in the lakers is good i i really don't think it's good and i think that's gonna really bite them in the ass like I, re- I truly no, I believe that's really gonna bite them in the ass. If there's anything, if there's a reason why they lose, that would be it. That would be it. If there's a reason they're gonna lose, it's gonna be. I think yeah. that would be in the like, ass. You know like, what I'm saying? Like, because they're gonna have to, like, Bron's gonna, they're gonna have to, like, be efficient on offense to keep up. Because, like, I do think, like, I do think, like, there's nothing, like, one way or another. Like, I like, think the Jokic train, like, over a series, they're gonna be efficient eventually. Like, you might be able to, like, keep them down a little bit. But I think, like, Jokic has, has proved to me that he can solve that, like, that that little like salsa dance that you play in terms of adjustments and still find quality shots every time, every time down the line. So, so Raz, we, we, um, we're about to wrap up right now, but just final, final thoughts. Cause I, I do think, <laughs> I do think we've heard good arguments on both sides. So I think, I think we're going to have to hear from you in terms of like, like, how do you see this going down? Cause I can, I can see I, I, both sides have made good points. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so my mind tells me, my mind tells me Lakers in six. My heart is telling me Nuggets in fucking seven. You feel me? 
Let's go, Raz. Yes. Yes, yes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. My heart is telling me Nuggets in seven. And I think it's going to be some magic, you know? That's all it is. It's that Disney magic that's about to pop off. Because I'm I'm not going to be able to explain to you right now how the Nuggets would get it done. I got no clue. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I got got no clue. Like, Like... like Jokic might have to, my, Jokic might average thirty and twenty. Like, and then fuck it. At that point, you gotta just tip your hat to him, right? But I don't know, man. Like, we could see Gary Harris average twenty five for a series. What do you do then? Like, the, the Lakers are clearly in trouble if that happens. So it's just like, I don't know how it's gonna get done. It's gonna be miraculous. But you know, um, my my normal conventional wisdom is saying that Bron gets him out of here in six. Um. Four very close games and two blowouts. All right, so I think I'm gonna go on the record and I'm gonna say I don't even uh, want to say I don't even want to say six. I'm gonna say Lakers and five. I think Lakers and five on the record. Cause Cause I don't think no. I I want to see a great series. Five. Yeah, I realistically think Lakers and five. I think I think I think the bubble might burst eventually at a certain point for them. And I think I would I hope if if I hope we're gonna get a great series. I don't know. I think the Lakers just might just win that, but I'm I'm rooting for it. I would love to see that other side though, Raz. That sounds that sounds great the way you just. I got a question for y'all. y'all I got, I mean, Lakers aren't there yet, but matter of fact, I'm not gonna disrespect them. I'm gonna say you see. I don't think. What's up? Y'all remember, y'all remember what happened the last time the Lakers was in Orlando? No. Remind us. Oh, you remember? Yeah. You remember? Two thousand nine. Nah. Oh, oh yeah, they, 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 they did. That, that, final, that finals don't nobody gives a fuck about that 2009 finals. <laughs> no, but, no, you know, you want to know like, the that shit happened. That? You know who they faced in the Western Conference Finals 2009, right? Humor me. The Denver Nuggets. And then they went on to beat the Magic in 2009. Oh. That's crazy. And how, and how, how many games that went? Didn't that game go in six? That was that went in six, and that went with the famous uh, Trevor Ariza steals. What was it? Game what three? I think it was a game four. Mello was cooking that series too. Mello was all deep, but that's <laughs> Mello was cooking. I don't even walk into those doors. No, it's J. L. Smith. No, it's Birdman. No, it's there though. No, I know, I know, I know. Let me stop talking. Let me stop talking. Yeah, like, you nah. keep talking that shit like Jokic is. No. I know, I know. Yo, and I know. honestly, I think it's, yeah, like, yo, yeah, yo, like, yo, fucking Nuggets is seven. It's been a great show. I think we we touched on everything. Wow, that's crazy. I think <laughs> okay, we are Nuggets is seven. Okay. But um, but yeah, nah, yo, <laughs> Nuggets is seven. Let's go, yo. Let's roll it up. Let's roll it up. Yo, yo, yo. So I, God forbid. Wait, 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 wait. Yo, that would be a that would be if, a cherry on top. If the lady moves in seven, if it's a, like that, now hold on, hold on. That that beautiful story that you just presented to me, that sounds great. <laughs> that's not that's not that hasn't been the, the that hasn't been the anarchy that's been going on. Sounds beautiful. Uh, I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say tread lightly on that. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, man. Now I think it's gonna be a great series. <laughs> Either way, and we're gonna enjoy this. But yo, we we gotta get the hell out of here. Yo, Chat Season Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this preview. Um. We definitely gonna get some more content for you coming back. Um, follow all the homies on Twitter. You know, follow my guy, uh, Rios Plug your socials, my guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, you tell us what uh, I'll go first. Uh, 
Yeah, I know. I know. Yo, Rios yeah, with three with three underscores. You already know. Follow me on all that shit. Cut this fucking mic. Yo, cut this fucking mic. Come on, Michael. Come on, Michael. This nigga out of here, bro. <laughs> yo, yo, all right, follow the homies. Yo, Stilo was at uh S T I L L O. You know, follow the homie. Polo yo, Raz, been a great episode, bro. We're gonna see y'all later, man. We out of here. Lakers in four. Fuck I mean, this. Lakers in four. No, I mean, we just gotta. <laughs> at, at some point, we gotta we gotta start vetting everybody's Wi Fi. I know this is live, and I know we still we still on the mic. But for the K Lose of the world and the Rioses of the world, Yo. y'all can't be in here with fucking broadband. This is a professional setting. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yo, we out here. <laughs> Yo.